in the second reading from the letter uh, to the Hebrews, we hear that he who consecrates and those who are consecrated have the same origin, the same origin, which is God, of course. All of us have the same origin in God. And the first reading speaks about the woman coming out from the rib of the man. This is not used to signify any kind of subordination uh, from the woman to the man, any kind of domination. It means that God created the man and uh, gave him his uh, being and breathed upon him. So it comes from the same being. That's what it means. The woman and the man come from the same being, from the same creator. So from God. We are all equals. But then in the people of Israel, there was an issue. And the issue that we hear in the gospel is about divorce. So from the beginning, God didn't allow divorce. But then women were being subordinated. Women were being abused by men because men saw them as their property, like any of the animals that they had. It was a property. So Moses allowed in the law that the man would be able to divorce the wife. So the man wrote something or just said, you can go, like free her from that relationship. So then that was in the time of Moses. Then we come to the time of Jesus. And in the time of Jesus, there was a discussion about divorce again. So there were two different groups in the Jewish community. There were two different teachers or schools. There was the school of Shammai, one of the rabbis who said, there can be divorce only in the case of adultery. And there was the school of the rabbi called Hallel, and Hallel said that any circumstance can be a, a cause of divorce. So basically, if the woman let the food get burned, the man just divorced, and that happened. So Jesus, to safeguard the dignity of women, did what he did and said what he said. A woman without a man at the time of Jesus was regarded as basically nothing. Remember that in the gospel we hear stories about the widow. So the widow, when the, the husband died and they, she had an only son, Jesus resurrected that son because she would be considered as nothing. She wouldn't have anybody around. So the woman had to have a man always with her. So Jesus, to prevent that, to prevent that women would lose more and more that dignity that they have, that equality to men, he said, no, the woman will be always together with the husband. There cannot be divorce. 
And no man, remember what the gospel says and what we say in the, uh, the day of the wedding, that no man can separate this. No man, at that moment, he was speaking of man because the man was the only one who could divorce the woman. No man can separate this, can break this. So this was a huge change. And there it was also too. Remember that the Pharisees were always trying to test Jesus to find a way to put him to death. So King Herod had left his wife and a woman called Herodian had left her husband and they came together. And John the Baptist preached against that. And what happened to John the Baptist? Well, Herodian danced, and Herod said, ask me whatever you want. Well, Herodian asked the head of John the Baptist, right? The truth is always very painful. So the Pharisees might thought that, oh, if we, if we force Jesus to go into this discussion, he will talk about the divorce of the king, and maybe the same will happen to him, what happened to John the Baptist. So Jesus, of course, is God, so he's very smart, and he didn't fall into that, right? So he talked about divorce, and then the disciples, when they went home, obviously the disciples were Jewish, so they understood all this topic in the same way as the Pharisees understood it, and they were thinking like the two other schools from Shammai and Hallel. So when they got home, the disciples asked him, uh, what did you mean by that? Well, we would expect, oh no, maybe Jesus will say, no, 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 maybe what I said was, was too harsh, so let me explain to you. No, he went even deeper, he said, if a man divorces his wife, it's adultery, and if he remarries another. And if the woman does the same, it's adultery. So in this case, he included the man and the woman. If a man divorces, if a woman divorces. He is bringing up the condition, the dignity of the woman, as he always did in the gospel. Okay, so now we come to today's world, and... We have divorce, but the Catholic Church doesn't accept divorce. The cat, for the Catholic Church, divorce doesn't exist. We have something different called the annulment. The divorce is, yes, this is our marriage, but we stop it right here. The annulment is the marriage never existed. That's what the church does. The marriage never existed. And it's a process, and it goes to court and all of this. It's a process, but it's a more beautiful process. There are many painful stories about divorces. And I don't know, maybe there are some people here who went through a divorce and remarried. Sometimes it is very painful. It's painful for Sometimes there is aggression, there is abuse there. The children are witnesses of all of this. The annulment process, you come to the priest, you bring the situation, 
We have to fill out some forms, and this is a process that goes to the tribunal in downtown. And we help the family to try to heal this situation. And we have to be honest, there are many problems and difficulties in families. I believe there is no perfect couple. There is no perfect family. My family is not perfect. My parents went through many problems, and I was a witness of those problems. But I don't know how. They are still together, and they, are, they love each other. And they were able to heal those issues, those differences that they had in the past. And they love each other and they raised up, uh, me and my brother. But there are very difficult situations. There are abusive situations in the family. So we want to help the people, you, everybody, to heal because there is pain, there is suffering in the hearts of every person. But we need to be reminded that the day of your wedding, the day of your marriage, you promise to be with your husband, with your wife, forever. And that's an issue that today's world cannot understand. How is it I cannot live with a person forever, I mean, uh, for my whole life. That's impossible. I cannot work in the same place for my whole life. That's impossible. There is a lack of commitment, especially in young people, because today's society is showing us that we can get whatever we want whenever we want, and whenever I get tired of something or somebody, I can just change that thing or that person. Right? It's so easy just to leave something aside and go to get a new thing. We like to get new things. I like to get the new iPhone. Why not? The iPhone, the new one, the new series in the fall. You see? <laughs> so <laughs> so it's, it's, it's very interesting to get a new thing. But there is a lack of commitment. We are so afraid, or at least some people are so afraid of commitment. But commitment is something beautiful, too just to be able to share my life with somebody, just to be able to dedicate my life to something or someone, that's what we were created for. And the first reading says that the man and the woman come together as one. Sometimes the man goes on vacation to a different place and the woman goes on vacation to another place and, oh, okay, well, I mean, uh, that's fine, but... Let's see what happens in the future. If you continue to do the same, we are supposed to be together. It's one life. It's one family. And I know that in my case, I will have problems as a priest. I know that there will come the day when I will be ready to live. And I will think, I don't want to be a priest anymore. I'm tired. The day will come when... Who knows? The same with the couple, with the husband and the wife. The day will come when you might get tired, when you can say, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. But we need to be strong. We need to find some strength, especially 
from Jesus. If we have a marriage, if I was ordained a priest, we receive the grace of God to endure any situation, to face any problem, any difficulty, and to face this together. And there are many situations that are difficult. And if one of those are your situations, well, that's a very particular case that needs to be studied, and you need to talk about this and find some help, some healing. And the church is here for you, to help you heal your life, to help you heal your heart, to help you grow in holiness. That's the main job of the couple, the husband and the wife. They are supposed to help each other to grow in holiness, to be better every day. But there are some families who live more by the aesthetics than by ethics. It's more about how you look, not than how you act or what you do. So I invite you today to pray for all families, especially for those families that are, who are experiencing difficulties. We pray today for the couples, for the husbands and wives who are experiencing and going through many difficult times. We pray for you and we assure you of our support and we are here to help you. And there are many families and many Catholic and Christian couples that can help you. Even young couples can find a mentor couple who have been living their marriage in a good way. They can help you and they can help us all because the family help us all to grow as a community. The family is the base of the community. So hopefully we can have better communities and better families with the hand of God.